Now, get ready to talk hockey. Streaming from the Oilers Live Studio. Subscribe or follow today. Hey, 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 it's Michael here for another edition of Oilers Live Tuesday. My guest tonight is Dash in the Park. I uh, guess almost every Tuesday, it seems, of late. Happy to have you, though. Uh, welcome. Lots going on in the NHL in terms of trade talk. Lots going on with the Oilers as they uh, continue the fight in a very close playoff race. Uh, yeah, I think we got. I think we got our uh, talk tracks tonight. Lots to lots to talk about. How are you doing, Dash? Doing pretty good. Doing pretty good. Happy to be your favorite guest. <laughs> I think I, I think I said I probably said that like ten times today. I'm sure. Associate co-host. <laughs> you bet. <laughs> Doing I, good, buddy. Uh, I feel bad. Dursa keeps texting me on the weekend saying I, I want a podcast and we should do another straight off the pipe. And you know, I just like whatever happened to my weekends in the last little bit. I don't know what it is. Like my kid turned three, started skating lessons, and obviously he's going to be in the NHL now. So you're just right. Like the weekends <laughs> that's, that's exactly it. Right? Blown right up. Yeah, Tuesdays just true. happen to be available. So, oh man, well, well podcasting uh, with you means we won't talk about basketball. That's right. That's right. Happy to have you though, and uh, you know, I think it's always a pretty good conversation. Chat is now open, uh, mostly YouTube chat. So if you're around, feel free to tune in. We do um, we do look at that and uh, comment when possible. And if you're on Twitter, just uh, you know, tweet something on the uh, show or whichever. We'll um, we'll get that uh, hashtag Oilers Live or. Uh, just tag me at Oilers Live. Uh, welcome, everybody. We're here. Talk Tuesday is, um, you know, it's trading season in the NHL. And uh, if you're on Twitter, which I know a lot of you are that um, tune in, uh, I, I you might be like me and you hate that every day that I you know, open up the Twitter Twitter app, uh, Chikrin is trending and absolutely nothing has happened. Uh, I asked the question uh, the other day in the heavy hockey group chat, if Chikrin wasn't an annual trade discussion, would anybody know Arizona exists <laughs> in the NHL? It's like if, if a tree falls in the forest and nobody's around, it can, it doesn't make a sound. You would because of Vejmelka. <laughs> I know I do. I, yeah, I like Vejmelka. Um, and, uh, Hey, look, I'm, I'm happy to hear that the, uh, for the first time that that, um, LA trade looks like it's not going anywhere, at least for the time being. And only because Vejmelka was involved, I think, um, yeah, we'll get it. We'll, let's get right into this. Let's talk about, um, let's talk about trades and, and where, um, where the Oilers are going. We don't have to talk about that last game. Yeah. 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 We can, well, we'll, we'll get into that as well. So lots to talk about in terms of the Oilers, uh, in the top left corner, you'll see a little QR code that's to donate to SACE and the heavy hockey showdown. SACE is the sexual assault center of Edmonton. We'd love your uh, donations. If you could, uh, we've got a pretty lofty goal of total of $25,000, but we want to do at least 10,000 
in donations prior to the event itself. So let's um, let's get that done. And, and uh, hopefully if you can do five, 10, $15, whatever it is, $25 gets you a tax receipt, I believe is the minimum. I'm not a hundred percent sure. Maybe it's $10. I don't know. But anyway, whatever you can, if you can help out, help out. Uh, now let's talk some hockey trade discussion. Let's start with Chikrin, which it sounds like that one's going a little bit uh, south or has already gone south. Seemed to heat up there for a little while. I want to point out that our very own Ryan Lotzberg did an article, what, over a month ago now, Dash? Yeah, about there. Five, six, uh, five, six, five weeks. Yeah. yeah, five weeks ago basically said that Chikrin was not a viable trade target for the Oilers. Not because of Chikrin, but more because of the uh, salary cap uh, situation in Edmonton uh, and the likelihood of what, you know, Arizona is going to want back. So that um, looks to be exactly what's happened there, that it's um, it's died down a little bit. I guess the question, you know, I'll have to anybody who's uh, tuning in and and you dash is um, let's let's talk about Chikrin first. Is this the guy? And if it is the guy, you know, what's it worth to the Oilers? Is it worth Broberg, uh, which seems to be the ask or sounds like is the ask Broberg and and potentially a couple of firsts and and maybe a second? Um, I I already know your answer, but. Let's say it on the record again. <laughs> yeah, I've been pretty vocal about it. I, I've never wanted Chikrin. And um, it's, you know, to, to summarize, it's more of what we already have. Uh, I know that's a great value contract. I know that having a player of that caliber on our team is something that's uh, going to improve the on ice product. Um, the key being there when he's on the ice. And, uh, you know, I think. It's pretty well-known statistic now that he's played four out of every, or sorry, been injured for four out of every 10 games in his career. And I just, you know, have that aching gut feeling that um, for that type of price where you're giving up two or potentially three first-round picks, right? If that's got to be Broberg, what was the uh, trade Broberg? Yeah, of, two of like twenty twenty three first and Paul Yeah, Arby, yeah and possibly two firsts. I think was initially discussed two firsts in a second at one point. I'd heard. Right. So I, I think, here's my you know, question. Yeah, because this the opportunity been... cost. You know, I, I I like the player. I just don't want to give that up. Yeah, uh, and we and we've been we've been getting into it on the uh, not enough on the group chat. Is you know is Chikrin the. <laughs> the um, difference maker that everybody's, you know, in, in oil country is saying he is, I mean, everybody's, there's a lot of folks that are seem to indicate that if, if LA gets Chikrin, they're immediately a Stanley cup contender. Do you think that's true? No, no. I mean, I, that, that, that to me is the big thing. I mean, this is not, we're not talking pronger here, <laughs> right? Like this is, this is Jacob Chikrin. Uh, he's a he's a hell of a hockey player, um, but in my mind, a middle tier top pairing D man, right? Like he can he can be a top pairing yeah. guy in in a middle tier team, but he's not uh, he's not in the upper echelon, which in my mind doesn't make him a um, a difference maker. It makes a difference on the Oilers who could use some players 
you know, legitimate defensemen uh, to fill in some of the minutes. I think Darnell Nurse is being overutilized with, um, but I don't think he's the be all and end all. And then I I don't know. Do we want a guy that? You know, we can't trust for the two or three years in terms of staying healthy. And the Oilers are, I've said this before, they're the, the most injured team in the league. It's its every single year. Like, the, you know, I, I think it has a lot to do with, uh, probably has a lot to do with climate, probably has some to do with uh, travel schedule. And, and um, you know, they've, they've got a lot to do in that regard. Uh, yeah. But that's not going to you know, that's not going to change. And you bring in a guy that's already known for injuries. <laughs> I mean, it's, yeah. It's, I don't think it's, it bodes well. Uh, we've got Jeff uh, Crest. Hopefully I said your name right. Is Chick Chickren is a salary cap problem. How are we involved with the Carlson situation? And that's a good um, segue into uh, Carlson. So thought first off, because uh, we haven't talked about this, so I haven't actually got your uh, feelings on it. Um, what is your thought on Carlson? Is he, yeah, again, is he the answer? Is he the, the piece that's going to get our team, the Oilers over the top or, uh, you know, is this kind of just like a pipe dream and, and, uh, what are your thoughts on this? Eric Carlson's the closest thing to a difference maker that we can acquire. Right of all the acquirable assets that are out there that play the position of defense, Eric Carlson is the biggest difference maker. Right? Yeah, Chick yeah, absolutely. Not, I mean, doesn't even make that top, you know, top five, maybe. Now, I mean, we're talking uh, injuries with Chikrin. Uh, what's the difference there? I mean, I I'm in the. Um, in the same boat as you, I think, in terms of I would love to see Carlson on this team. I guess the biggest question is, you know, I mean, this is, you know, one of the few years he's he's played, you know, a full season in a while or continued to play. Season's not over yet. Still another 28 games for him left. Uh, but he's killing it. He's 73 points in, in 54 games. He's He's doing what you know, was expected of Carlson when he went to San Jose. Um, you know, he's getting getting the job done. He's uh, 25 minutes of, of uh, ice ice time a game. I think that's right up there with uh, Darnell Nurse, if I'm not mistaken, uh, is in the top ice time uh, leaders, closing in on 20 goals. <sighs> I mean, this that's to me, right? Like, that's a guy that you want on your team. Is it worth what seems to be the asking price? Uh, this is according to Bob Stoffer, a twenty third, twenty twenty three first round draft pick, Bouchard, Xavier Burgo, Tyson Berry, and another roster player. Uh, and as uh, Shane Gavro says on YouTube, would have to be a three team deal to work. I would think so. There's which is quite possible. Uh, who was it? Um, one of the, uh, I think TSN analysts suggested it might be the, or maybe it was Friedman said it might be the, the biggest deal. One of the biggest deals ever, or most complicated deals ever. 
is is it worth all of that? Do you think to to make a go for it? I mean, I'll I'll tell you my thought, and then you can respond. Sure. I think so. I think uh, I think Carlson. If you put them side by side uh, with Chikrin, you got two guys both have injury history. Um, but Carlson's uh, like he's got a better pedigree, and uh, and the only only reason that you know, you need to fear Carlson is the contract. And obviously, you know, that's going to be, uh, there's got to be some retainment there for it to work anyway. So it'll all work within the salary cap guidelines. Uh, you know, he's another guy that I, you got to think at 73 or 74 points this year, what's he on path for? He's on path for over a hundred points. I, I suspect, um, you know, even if he does, uh, does uh go go backwards a little bit regress a little bit um look this is a great you know a great player he's made some of the most beautiful passes i've ever seen uh you got everybody's worried about drysidle and um mcdavid hoping to get out of here somewhere they clearly like the guy they you know they were playing with him at the all-star game they've been the word is they've been asking for a puck mover i think he's I think he's the guy. Uh, and if uh, Holland can make it work, then, um, you know, I think that's great. But I will always go back to this, which I've been saying for every every Tuesday night for a long time, is this is the kind of trade Holland has never pulled off. And so I'm not surprised that it was had a lot of head of, head of steam, you know, a couple days ago, but it's died down a little bit. So I, I'm just... I won't believe it till it happens. Um, I just don't think Holland's the guy to get a trade like this put together. Okay, I've said my piece. Your thoughts? Uh, like, is it realistic? Even first things first. Um, I don't know. Like, what is there? A one in five chance this happens. Like a one in ten chance this happens. <sighs> That that said, I don't know. Here's the thing. We need we need to make a difference on the back end. So does does Gudas or Gavrikov or Gosta Spear move the needle enough for Michael Hebert to go? Oof, we might have a chance. Might have a chance. Honest answer. People, nobody on here is going to love my answer because the reality is, is if he goes into the trade deadline, doesn't find a deal that works, I'm all right with with the Oilers going into the playoffs looking like they're looking. Uh, and I don't think it's ideal, but. I think, you know, there's, this is uh, a season where they've, you know, they've had, they have about as much a shot as they did last year. And, you know, Connor McDavid's on a whole extra level, if we ever thought it was possible this year. Um, you know, Leon Dreisaitl, we'll talk about him later in the show. But my, my thing is, is, you know, I, I like all those guys. I would love to see an additional uh, defenseman put in place because I, I I don't think this team is good enough on the on the D side to to make a long run. 
Um, but also, I wouldn't bet against Dreisaitl and McDavid to carry this team to another court, uh, conference final uh, this season. And they're picking up steam. I know it's against the bottom half of the league, but they're picking up steam. And I like it. And, and we'll talk about since the All-Star break, because I don't think they've been great since then. But I, I think this team isn't much different than it was last year. Uh, we've got uh, a couple of guys that I, I believe can go into the playoffs and make a bit of a difference. Um, so, yeah, I, I think if you add Is in... Is the conference Kavik, final good enough, though, in, anymore? Are you happy if we make it to the conference final again? You want honest truth? Yeah. Yeah, I am. Not, I, as I said, it's not going to be a popular uh, take, I don't think. But, um, yeah. Yeah, I'm happy if the Oilers make it to the conference final this year. I think that's the minimum, right? In fact, you know, to me, conference final means you're a contender. You're In order for your happiness, you mean? I want them to go to the Stanley Cup, obviously. But that that's that's a contending team, conference final. That's top four yeah. in the league. That's, that's a, a contending, contending team. team. That's also that's what I want. Yeah. I mean there's there's one out of thirty two teams takes home the Stanley Cup. And if you're gonna keep getting yeah, to the conference that. final, right? You know, if you can if you can get to the conference final year over year, if they can do it again this year and they can make an upgrade up next year, you know, then I, you know, I think they're on their way. I think, uh, and then if you get to the conference final, you don't know what's going to happen from there, right? Um, Look, if they I, make that's it to just the, conference the way I'm final, just being r- realistic, right? I mean, it, not every team is going to win the Stanley Cup, just the way it is. Uh, uh, we got to win the cup first things first. Let me just, well, I, I'm with you, if, I want to win the cup but. if we want to get to top four every year that's whatever you might as well be a flames fan (laughs) (laughs) we uh you know but if we get to top four and we lose out in you know overtime of game six or you know game seven of the western conference final you still have to consider that progress and whether we like that or not as others fans it's still progress and Right, it, it, not all these wonder kinds and blue chip players won their cup early in their career, right? So maybe it just comes in a few more years. All that said, you asked me about Carlson. So look, Bouchard is up and down. Uh, if that's the key trade piece, what was it? Bouchard, Borgo, and the first. Okay. We've got half of Edmonton banging and kicking and down doors and lighting torches to get Chikrin for Polyarvi Broberg in a first, plus maybe another draft pick. If if, if half the half the Oilers fan base wants Chikrin at that price, then quite honestly, we're crazy not to want Carlson. So <laughs> absolutely. Right, like here, let me just let me just break something down for you. I went to Elite Prospects, and uh, what I like about that website is it shows their career accomplishments at the bottom after all their stats. Uh, Jacob Chikrin, career accomplishments in the NHL. I had a few in the OHL, you know, first rookie, uh, second All Star. You know, in the NHL, here it's most goals by a defenseman 
in 2021, the shortened season. So in that's his entire NHL career accomplishments, according to elite prospects. Okay. And people are clamoring to give up Jesse and two firsts. And Broberg, who we've developed, uh, uh, yeah, Broberg, who we've developed and is playing fantastic lately. Let me go to Eric Carlson's career accomplishments. By the way, I have to scroll to get through all of them. <laughs> I have to read this faster. I'm going to have to stop. Most points by the in 2013-14, most points by a defenseman, Olympic All-Star team, Olympic best defenseman, Olympic most points by a defenseman, Olympic most points, Olympic silver medalist in 1450, best defenseman Norris Trophy, best defenseman Norris Trophy finalist, NHL first all-star team, NHL most points died by a defenseman. Then in 1516, NHL all-star game, best defenseman Norris Trophy, best Swedish player in the Viking award, NHL first all-star team, NHL average time on ice highest, NHL most assists by a defenseman, NHL most assists by a defenseman, NHL most points by a defenseman, Swedish player of the year at the gold fucking award. 2016-17 NHL All-Star Game, Best Defenseman, Norris, Finalist, Best Swedish Player, Viking Awardian, First NHL All-Star Game. Uh, All-Star Team, NHL Playoffs, Best Plus Minus by Defenseman, NHL Playoffs, Most Assists by Defenseman, NHL Playoffs, Most Points by Defenseman, and the Swedish Player of the Year Award. In 17-18, he made the All-Star Game, 18-19, he made the All-Star Game, and 22-23, he made the All-Star Game. 100%. Did you notice the difference in that list of career accomplishments? <laughs> yeah. And if you Might have to give wanted, up three first-round picks to. for one of those players, all right, right? So I'd rather move Bouchard than Broberg, and maybe that's a whole other topic. Um, but I don't really want to move either one of them. What I think the difference is in between those two trades and those two players in Chikrin and Carlson is, is that in the... Carlson trade, we have to give up Barry in order to make move, right? And now full full chicken at 4.6 or half retained or whatever it is, 40% retained on Carlson is still 6 million, right? So you're going to get somebody to retain $5 million over four years. That's $20 million in real money. What does that cost to buy someone's draft picks? That's really what San Jose is doing from us here. Absolutely, hundred percent. And um, so Barry is the, the the difference for me. And I think you know, if and giving. A, I mean, I don't want Chicken period, but I think in having to do Carlson, you have to give up Barry, right? And so you know, Strutty said it in I don't know somewhere on the air on a podcast, right? If if Chick. If uh, Barry's a six out of ten defenseman and Carlson's a nine out of ten defenseman, you're not getting a nine out of ten defenseman. You gave up a six, right? You improved three. Yeah. Yeah, a hundred percent. I mean, this. You know, Carlson for four more is... years. I, 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 you know, he's thirty-two. Right? How many? How many cups did Coffee win between thirty-two and thirty-six? Well, here's the other big. How many question, cups did Niedermeyer right? win between 32 and 36? Right, like this is a, this is the type of player that we would have under contract at six million or whatever it is for four more years. Which, in my opinion, you asked me also earlier about the what's the difference in their injury history 
Check current's always banged up. Literally on average, it's like you take 20 games, he missed six, or he missed four, or he missed, right? Whereas you look at Carlson's career, it's in the NHL. His games played when he became a full-time in 11, 12, 78, 74, 66, 82, 71, 82, 82, right? Like he played full seasons up until when he got hurt with that Matt Cook slicing his Achilles. So I want to skating's your best asset. That's, you know, a, a thing to come back from has foot surgery right after that. And I'd say now's the time that he's probably fully actually healed again. And here so I'm going to slow you down though, a little talking bit about him like we talked about. Here's the Dale here's the thing, right? Is Carlson is is great. I agree. We both agree. That's the trade to be made. I think, right? We think. Uh, but Kelly's got a good point, which is, you know, how many pro- roster players need to be moved? Doesn't matter really. Um, but here's the big piece. Carlson has to agree to be agree to it. On top of that, I think that's likely jeff says san jose has publicly said they'll retain only 18 percent of that uh you know and and so here here's this is why i think this is all like it's all the question and then and then the other thing is is hauling the guy that can really pull off what's really needed which is if san jose is only willing to retain 18 percent something else needs to be done a third team needs to be brought yeah brad who? Brad Holland. Oh, yeah. Yeah, well. Honestly, I do he, think he has he the capability. He's talked the, in the media about pulling off a yeah. three-way trade before. So if Arizona's going to get it take done. on that other yeah. 20%, if Abe says that it's 18 and they're willing to take on another no, 20 uh, or 30. Says, not Abe. Oh, sorry. It went by fast. Um, Right? That's... I don't know. I, I think ultimately... You've I my, my point a... is is I don't you know it's great we're talking about it it's great uh Chikrin I think is off the table now and it looks like Jeff Merrick are... said that the Oilers yeah. are out on Chikrin yeah. I don't know so the Oilers but are I out think... on Chikrin I think I... the Oilers if if you had if I had to guess I think the Oilers are out on Carlson too I don't I just think it's Probably. you know as as a lot of people have said it's you know it's a complicated deal uh, you know, there's a lot of hair on it. At the end of the day, too, San Jose has to decide that they want Carlson in their division for three or four more years as well. Oh, yeah. They'll be rebuilding for three or four more years anyways. I think they're fine with they that. Could. I mean, I still, here's the thing, though, that buddy, kind of he's a trade gotta... doesn't happen in division very often outside of maybe Gretzky. No, I agree. <laughs> I agree. But he's got a no-movement clause, and if he says, I will only go to Edmonton, now what? Yeah, now well, it doesn't then matter then if a third get team gets done. involved, right? Yeah. Because if that, what if the reason that that price is Bouchard, a first, Borgo, and Barry, because Barry's going to Arizona? Yeah. Right? Like maybe they're picking up a couple million for that. So th- there's always a way I think you could get it done. <clears throat> like I said when we started this, you know, what is it, a one in five chance? But what I also like about the Carlson thing is he can mentor Broberg, right? Having Absolutely. a couple of Swedes on the team. You know, I think we liked what uh, Duncan Keith did with Bush last year. So there's something similar going on there. And honestly, I think if Carlson comes, we could probably sew up the conversation on dry side of leaving. Because look at how close they'll be. Look at oh, the yeah. keys they'll have. 
Carlson was talked about with Connor McDavid as the best two players in the world at one point in time. Oh, Carlson it, is amazing. He's been one of my favorite players for a long time. After they uh, went to the Stanley Cup final, I remember all the talk, and it's exactly like it was for Kale McCarr last year. Look at him defend with his feet. Look at how dominant he is. Who's dominated from the back end like this? So, yeah, I, you know what? You've got to give up. Okay, so go back to the other theory. You think you're going to get a Gostasberg, uh, um, Gavrikov, Gudis, or uh, whatever, right? A Gavrikov. Gavrikov's ask is a first. Yep. Gostasberg's ask is a first or a second and a third. So if you're going to go out and get Gavrikov and Gostasberg, or if you're going to go out and get. Yeah, and I'm not. I'm not sold on Gostas. Whatever you're, uh, you're giving up a first and a second, anyways, or maybe you're giving up two firsts. Maybe it's a conditional first for next year. So now you've given up two first round picks to get absolute rentals. Like Gavrikov's an absolute rental. He's gone at the end of the year, and he ain't coming back. Whereas at least if you're going to give up two firsts or a first, a second, and a prospect like this, then you get a Norris Trophy winner for the next four years. So Carlson, look, there's, you know, you talk about, I think God's despair has got to be off the table. Like, I, I just don't think he makes the difference on this team that you want to make. I like, I hate Thanks, the fact that he's, you know, he's been, uh, <laughs> been brought up. Um, Chikrin, you know, I'd rather Chikrin than God's despair, but I, I don't think he's on the table. Gavrikov uh, is interesting, but. He's definitely on the table. I just I, it drives me nuts that he is. Um, Gavrikov's on the table. Uh, I guess McCabe is off, right? Like he's uh, got Edmonton and there's no trade or no move. Edmonton, I don't know. I mean, there's not been a lot of talk about him. <sighs> what is your thought? I mean, we're talking about all this trade stuff. Let's say we get down to the trade deadline and the Oilers can't make a trade happen. Like, is that, is that the, uh, you know, is that where you'd hop on the fire hauling hashtag list or do you wait and see, uh, or do you think, you know, we know, you know, from what, you know, we've been told, you know, that Holland's actually made a, made some moves to try to make some moves to get a guy like Carlson. He's, he's made, you know, an effort to try to get a guy like Chikrin or is it a failure altogether by Holland to put together a winning team? I mean, I don't think he had a lot of flexibility in what he could do, especially with all the LTIR space he had and his inability to make moves in the off season because of it. Right once Clef bombs off the books and he's got the more flexibility at the end of this season, I think that it, it's not, you know, you said it. I, I think McDavid and Dreisaitl can, or even McDavid and Dreisaitl on one leg can pull us into the Western Conference final. I do think that. So, um, how, how much longer do we want to risk? Dreisaitl leaving, I guess, is really what it comes down to. So some people think that's crazy talk. There's no way that those guys aren't resigning. 
other people think it's crazy talk that he would want to stay in Edmonton when he can go live with his girlfriend in LA. So, yeah, the uh, Wayne Gretzky <laughs> conundrum. Mm-hmm. We've been there before. We've been there. Yeah. Before. yeah, we recovered. Yeah, yeah. Uh, all right. I mean, that's the trade talk, right? That's where we're at. That's those are the things that are happening. Uh, love the chat. Lots of discussion. Obviously, this is a you know, polarizing issue in, in Oilers fan circles. Seemingly, I think there's a lot more folks that want the Chikrin trade done than anything. But to me, that's just a, um, that's the name everybody heard. And so they've glommed onto it, uh, you know, for the most part. I, I just don't, this is not the guy to, for me to, you know, make the difference. And if, and if, as you said, which, I, you know, I agree to some extent, like it's, it, you're going for the cup. You're not going for the conference final. You're going for the cup. Would I be happy with the conference final this year? Hell yeah. I'd be happy with another conference final. Do I want the cup? That's what I'm that's what I want most, right? Like that's what I want the Oilers to win. I want the Oilers to win the cup. I'll call up all my Calgary Flames fan friends and tell them to eat shit uh, and enjoy it, right? You know, um, if they make it to the conference final, I'll enjoy that too. Uh so but at the end of the day, these are the players that are available. Uh, Kelly from Beer League says they'll bring somebody in. If they can't get their D-man, they'll shore up the forwards. I don't like Yeah, I mean, if they can't shore. get a big name on the back end, they have to bring in a third-line center. <laughs> yeah. So, we'll, you know, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Obviously, uh, March 4th is uh, a big day for a couple of reasons. And so we'll see what, um, see what you'll happens. Be a, you'll be at my house on the 3rd. That's right. That's right. So maybe maybe a little trade deadline happy with uh, Dash and Bearsy side by side live in heavy hockey live studios. In, live in, in uh, live in Edmonton. Live from Edmonton. All right, like we're gonna move climb. on. We're gonna uh, okay. A couple things we want to talk about. Uh, I'm just gonna mention if you haven't seen uh, the news, four players from the Moose Jaw Warriors have um, been indefinitely suspended. Nobody knows why yet. Um, I, you can speculate all you want. One of those players happens to be uh, Max Warner, who had a hell of a camp uh, for the Oilers. Um, uh, last uh, this just this past season looked really good. Uh, it's too bad. Let's hope that um, let's hope it's something stupid like missing curfew. Although I doubt <laughs> it's anything. It's got to be pretty damn serious. Hate to laugh about it, but it's got to be pretty serious. Um, so let's hope that um, let's hope it's not uh, that serious. Uh, let's talk about, uh, well, one thing I want to mention while we're talking junior hockey, I am wearing, uh, my Mooseheads, uh, jersey tonight, my Mooseheads cap. Uh, I got the, uh, notification. I'm a Moosehead season ticket holder. So I got my playoff Mooseheads notification as, uh, the Halifax Mooseheads, um, are definitely going to the playoffs this year. They just finished like a... 75 days of of getting at least a point in every game. Uh, pretty phenomenal run was, jeez, uh, I should know this, but it was like 29 or 30 games. They're getting it all done. They've got no, like, uh, Connor Bedard. They've got Jordan Dumais, who's, who is a hell of a hockey player. He's not the flashiest player you ever watched. Uh, but they'll be fun to watch in the uh, Q playoffs. 
they are right now sitting on in the CHL top 10, uh, listed as number three. Uh, Quebec Remparts in the same div- uh, conference in the queue are listed as number one. So it's going to be pretty exciting if you're into junior hockey. Uh, check that out, uh, you know, with your CHL app or or whichever should be a good uh, Memorial Cup. I mean, there's a lot of great junior teams right now. A lot of great junior players uh, should be pretty exciting. So that's um, that's that. Uh, let's talk about the Oilers right now uh, after the All-Star break, which, you know, when I think about, you know, we talk, I'm talking about the Mooseheads here. When I think about the Mooseheads, they've had stretches over this crazy time of, of winning games and making it to overtime where they looked like absolute garbage, but they got it done. Uh, Dash, uh, before we started the game, uh, said, uh, you know, in their last 15, Oilers are 10, 2, and 3. I'll let you talk about that, but uh, they're getting it done, right? And I would say uh, since the All-Star break, this is some of the worst hockey we've seen from the Oilers. Um, you know, I I kind of, I'll tell you what, this is, I think this is what makes a team a playoff team is when you can get through these parts of your schedule where you're playing like absolute garbage and you can still get points out of it. Uh-huh. Uh, so, you know, um, they've, I mean, they shouldn't be since the all-star break, if they didn't get any points based on their style of play and how they've played, I wouldn't be surprised, but instead, you know, they go into Ottawa and, and pull out a six, three win. Um, you know, and, and, uh, right. And then five out of eight points is, yeah. I mean, that's, that's not bad. So, so anyway, like like your thought on, on what is it that they're doing differently now to get it done versus the beginning of the season? I think if they've got, if they play like they're playing now, um, they, they probably would have, you know, lost four straight, five straight thoughts. Uh, it's the secondary scoring and and the five on five scoring. I think for sure, um, that's obviously getting them through the power play, um, being what it is. Right when you score on uh, one out of every three power plays, you get you know, or if it's an automatic, when you get four power plays in a night. So I think that drags you through. Um, the physicality started in the Los Angeles game on January 9th. Uh, I think a team bonds together. I think you start to forge a relationship where you, you realize that, you know, this isn't going to be easy um, given what's happening in the world. I hate to use war analogies, but it's an easy one. Um, You know, you look beside you at the guy in the trench and you know that he's got your back and you know that he'll take a bullet for you. You're willing to go and push that much harder. And I just think that they've, you know, been dragged through a few games um, by some unlikely people like Vinny DeHarney and right, the play of uh, Fogel and some different players that have decided to pick it up a little bit. Um, why have they played like garbage? I'm not sure. Um, Bouchard's look not great. Looks like he's fighting the puck. Uh, Dryside looks hurt to me. Um, I actually had to go back and wanted to look and I keep 
for the a few, as many of the games recorded as I can, or you can go back on YouTube and watch the little 10 minute videos. But I noticed a big difference in the way he's going into cycles. And I noticed the way he's um, acting after face-offs when he's going into these little physical battles. I do think he's protecting something. Um, it looks like he's reading, you know what it reminded me of a little bit. Remember when, before play RV had his hip surgery, what was that two off seasons ago? Right. And, and when you don't have that drive or you don't have that last step or that quick push, you're, you're always reaching. Like you just kind of always, and for whatever reason, dry side, it looks like he's been reaching a lot. Like he looks like he's been, um, behind the play, which he's usually the guy that's ahead of the play. Um, you know, a couple of his back checks have been just garbage and there was, you know, in big points and times in the game, right? Like, what did he dog that one at? was it five, three or something like that? Yeah. The five, three goal or, you know, like they're, they're still in that game. Right. And that's the other thing I was talking about is Bouchard, man, his mistake, his mistakes just seem to be, he's cost, cost ash ish in that his mistakes always seem to cost you. And it's always at the wrong time. Right. Like it's a big shift where you're white. And you know what? Woodcroft needs to stop putting Bouchard out after goals. Yeah. Yeah. I think, uh, you know, that's an interesting. Um, but they're playing well. 10-2-3 is good. Yeah, 10-2-3 and great. Three is great. Since right. the All-Star break, <laughs> meh. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they've played. You know, they're 2-1-1. They one one. Like crap, right? But there's, yeah, 2-1-0. Two, two and oh And, and uh, hey, I, I'll take it. Right. You know, as you said, yeah. five and eight games, five points and, or sorry, five points in four games, eight possible points. Yeah. Uh, Detroit was off and on that game, right? Carter Hart was unbelievable. We got beat by a better goalie. Yeah. Uh, Ottawa was a decent night, and Montreal might have been one of the worst games I've seen them play in a long time. Yeah. Yeah. And credit to Montreal. They came out fine, I thought. Uh, credit you know, to Edmonton. Yeah. When they want to play like dog shit, they are dog shit. <laughs> yeah. 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 There's that. Too. <laughs> there's that. Too, for sure. I mean, honestly, <laughs> here, let me look at the game summary. When you get beat by. Here it is. Oh, there's Canadians. Bazil. Bazil. Yeah. Yeah. When uh, Alex Azil, Raphael Harvey Pennard, Christian Dvorak, Evgeny Dadunov, Jonathan Druen, and Jake Allen beat you, you didn't have your best night. No. Sorry. No. They, they haven't had a good game since the All Star break. Like, I didn't even think the Ottawa game was particularly strong. It was okay, uh, said, yeah, yeah. It was okay, but he scored um, six goals. It's hard to criticize, yeah. but I'll tell I'll tell you one thing. Uh McDavid almost had the goal of the decade in Montreal. <laughs> like it's going through four guys from the yeah. from the hash hash marks, <laughs> hash marks into into the goal and then oh, I mean oh, Enter and, the cheat code again. Oh, Unbelievable, but here I'm glad you. I, I'm glad you brought up a couple things. Fogel, for one, um, healthy scratching this guy and bringing him back into the lineup once in a while is the answer. Hey. That's the answer to making this guy a productive player. And yeah. so, you know, having a guy like Fogel as a depth guy, that's mm-hmm. a hell of a thing, right? Um, because we've known forever that he's streaky. Uh, yeah, expensive for a streaky guy like his, but, but when he goes out and he has a good game, he's noticeable out there and he, and he's, he's um, getting the playoffs. That's all that yeah. 
and I, I love I love the fact that when he's coming back, he's coming back fired up. Uh, I you know it'll be a shame assuming that Puliarvi gets moved when Yamamoto comes off of IR, and we can talk about that. I'm a little bit sick of that conversation, but we can talk. Maybe about Yamo's it. the one that's moved. Maybe Yamo's moved. Who knows? Um, but I like this Puliarvi Fogel in out scenario. I think the two of them. Uh, seemingly come in playing better games, you know, when they've had some time off. Uh, and maybe that develops, you know, if, if Pugliarvi ends up staying, maybe that develops him into a better player. Maybe that develops Fogel into a better player. I don't know. But I, I, can, I can say that um, for sure that um, Fogel has been, uh, he's been good when he comes back. He just, he seems lit up and ready to go. Costin's back skating, by the way. Uh, today, so that's good news. Um, loving uh, Campbell, uh, how he's been playing. Uh, Skinner has been solid all season. In fact, you know, I mean, he. Um, I thought he left out to dry in the Montreal game. I'm, I'm not going to blame him for that. Obviously, there's yeah, 800 save percentage. Yeah, he could have been better, but um, but he's, you know, he's still solid. He's positionally solid. He's he's going to continue to do what he does and continue to mature as a goalie. And I think he's going to be a great goalie for the Oilers, uh, you know, moving forward. Uh, Campbell, though, we're seeing what we've, you know, wanted to see from the start of the season. He looks like he's got his confidence back. Maybe he's, um, you know, uh, going at, at the right time, right? Like, you know, down the stretch. Uh, dry sidle, hundred percent. It's gotta be something going on with him. And I, you know, I said this before he plays, which everybody knows he plays reserved when he's injured and he, uh, you know, we're talking about guys with the injury bug dry settles, a hundred percent guy that's got the injury bug difference between him and most guys in the league as he plays through it. Uh, let's hope it's not too serious. Um, you know, I think he's been, um, he's been injured pretty much all season it seems i at some point you got to figure and you might be onto something dash it might be a big time surgery coming up right and so if you're worried about which you know i think most fans are making it to you know the cup this year versus other years maybe that's something that you have to take into consideration and if holland knows that right knows that Something's going on with Drysdale, which, in fact, he would know. He, I'm sure he knows. Uh, yeah, he probably maybe, talks to the doctors. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Be advised. Uh, then maybe, maybe you do make a big blockbuster move that you wouldn't make any other year because you might be. Who knows? He could be without Drysdale for half a season or something while he recovers from a major surgery. If that's if that's where it's headed, and it just feels to me like he's been injured all year. And he's been, we know he was injured last during the playoffs. Uh, he hasn't seemed a hundred percent, you know, all season. There's been stretches where he's been, looked good. He, he left for a couple games and he came back. He looked good then. And then again, seemed injured or something. Anyway, at the end of uh, last year, there was a few times he took his glove off on the ice and he is all taped up oh, in his wrist. Yeah. Yeah. There's like some, there's like, shit going like on. Like wrist or ribs or hip or and something. And he plays that kind of game. Right, like oh, he's. Yeah, yeah. He's a ball. I mean, he's. Um, he's not. I don't. I just feel he's just the the player to me that never gets enough credit, 
in this league for the stuff he does when he's on. Um, although he started to for sure. Uh, Bouchard. Yeah. I, we, you know, talk about Bouchard, uh, talk about him as a, a potential trade piece in anything. I'm going to, this be the first time I'll say it. Um, but I'm all right with that. If, um, I mean, I like Bouchard don't, um, but if, if, if the trade is to get better, on D for a guy like Carlson, I'm all right with Bouchard going the other way. Uh, and this is maybe the first time I'd ever, ever even consider that. Um, and it's, and it has a lot to do with, I just thought Bouchard would be further along defensively, uh, by this point in his career. Uh, he's had moments where he's been, you know, decent, um, but I think Broberg is is seemingly maturing as he goes. Like he just continues to get better. And uh, Bouchard, we know he's an offensive talent. Like there's no doubt. In fact, I you know if he got lots of time on the power play, I have no doubt he'd have, you know, he'd be putting up the points on the power play, right? Uh, and and somehow uh, Bouchard has this knack of you know he he can get around three or four players somehow uh, like. And it just doesn't seem like he's stick handling because he's got that big long stick, uh, and he and he gets it done. I like him as a player. I just wish he'd be further along defensively. And so, you know, if that that's what it takes for the Oilers to make the next step, I'm all right with that. Given the fact that we've got Broberg coming up uh, and DeHarnay coming up, it is a big ask, but I'm all right with that. Uh, and then, um, 23 years old, 156 career games, right-handed. Unicorn, yeah. offensive defenseman that can skate the puck and pass the puck. I'm not. But he's okay he's got to score sure. more than he lets in, right? But your key <laughs> like, thing you said there was yeah. ah, he's a minus one for his career. I mean, he's not a. It's just like I said, he's got he's got that Koskinen type of when it when it backfires, it really backfires. Like his radar yeah. for danger is just. I don't know if it's a hockey IQ thing or if it's a. I just think I have all the time to make all the time in the world to make whatever play I need to do because I am effing, I'm Evan effing Bouchard and right. I dominate a junior. I'm the most productive junior defenseman in the history of Ju- the CHL, which I'm not even kidding. It's him and Drew Doughty. Oh yeah. So, no, he's right. Like when you walk through junior uh, hockey, like it's easy, right? Do you just develop this habit of, it's always been easy. I can always make the play at the last second. Whereas in the NHL, you lose so much of that timing. And really, a guy doesn't figure it out until about 200 career games, and he's at 156. So I give I give Bouchard this off season, and then. But here's here's the thing. Here's see how here's he fares my, next. Here's year my point: I is I don't want to move Bouchard, but I'm, t- I'm the key saying, thing you said was in a deal for Carlson. I know. Yeah, I, yeah, in a, in a deal where I think it makes a difference. I would move Bouchard. Would you move Bouchard over Broberg? I guess is the big question because one of those guys is probably going to have to go if you want a, a deal breaker, right? I move Bouchard over Broberg. I think at this yeah. point, and I'm crazy that I'm saying that, but that's just yeah. I feel you know, crazy. That's recency bias too. Maybe yeah, that's yeah. recency bias because Bouchard's tailed off and Broberg's look really good. Uh, that said, if you'd asked me at the beginning of the season, like if Jeff Aids listening to this, he just fell on the floor laughing that he said that. Oh, yeah. No, he's, he's dying better right now. than Bouchard, right? So, 
Um, and I, I'm with I'm with you. It's, it, there's a lot of recency bias there. It's uh, it's not something I've ever said before. It's not even a way that I've thought. In fact, if you'd brought up Bouchard's name at any point during the season prior to the last couple of weeks, I would have said, you know, get out of here. Don't even talk to me. Because like if we can move Barry not, and Kulak instead of either one of those guys, I'd yeah, be it's just not going to happen, right? Like Bouchard well, or Groberg's that. probably going to have to go one of the Barry two. Too. If yeah. Carlson's going, Barry has to go too, just for the money to work. Yeah. Or Fogel. Uh, <laughs> Aid, Aid, Aid has now uh, checked in. He does say, uh, <laughs> right defense are so difficult to find in quotes. So let's keep trading them off. Yeah. I mean, look, I, you know, the same I told thing, you though. He'd Aid, say something would make me feel in, ridiculous. In the fact that he says that, though, right? Like you go back to you could go back though to this moment in time for in Ken Holland's career and say, you know, you held on to the right-handed defenseman for what, so that you could wallow in you know, conference finals for the rest of the, you know, NHL, right? Like that's the um, so at some point you got to make some decisions. They're not all going to be easy, right? And and any of those statements, if they're an absolute type of statement, it's just. It's just the wrong way to think about making a trade. You either yeah. make a trade to make the next step or you don't make a trade, right? You need the Bouchard Broberg money to work though. Like you need those ELCs, right? That's why it's gotta be yeah. Gulak or Barry or or the first. Like it's I just, not like, gonna be though. Like I don't want either one of those two to be trade. part of any deal, to be honest. No, I agree. Agreed there. I can't I don't right. and what did you say? Was that before the show that who which GM drafted which defenseman out of those two? Well, Chia drafted Bouchard and, and Holland drafted Broberg. So, so Low Tide did a great article trade. on on uh, the Athletic about this, um, you know, and and he did bring up that uh, which I which I believe I I think Low Tide's onto it, which is, you know, if uh, Holland's going to going to favor somebody, it's likely to be Broberg. Um, but I, you know what, Aid, I, you're a hundred percent right. And at the same time, you're a hundred percent wrong because at some point you got to make tough decisions if you're going to make the next step. And, uh, and you don't want to be the guy that said, well, I didn't trade him because I don't want to trade right out of D man, <laughs> you know, right? Like if you're that guy, then maybe well, you don't make that are 23 step, right? that have 156 yeah. career games under their belt. that were the most prolific offensive defenseman in the CHL history. It's yeah. not cut Jeff too short here. No, I'm, I'm just saying if at the end of the day, that's what you're, you know, you're holding ground on because you don't want it, you know, I don't think it's worth it. Right. Like you, you can't have an absolute statement if you're trying to make a move that's going to make that you think will make the difference in your organization. Right. Eric Carlson's a difference maker. So, yeah. He is. You know, that's, so I, 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 I love Bouchard. Like I'm not saying, but it's, it, I'm just saying it's the first time in my, uh, following Bouchard with the Oilers that I'd consider it. And part of that has to do with, I just don't see the maturity on the defensive side. Now I do think some of that has to do with Barry being there. Like if McCurdy we, talked us into yeah. it, let's be honest. <laughs> I think if Barry, if if uh, maybe yeah, cleft. If, if you haven't if you haven't checked out, uh, Bruce McCurdy did a great article for us on heavy hockey, 
comparing uh, Broberg to Clefbaum and uh, pretty compelling argument, I might add. Yeah. All right. So there, AIDS, AIDS in. He said, if it's for Carlson, yeah, of course, it's a must exchange Boucher. All right, AID, we can agree on something. Okay. There. Chris McCurdy and Jeff Aid have something in common. They can generally <laughs> both talk me into something. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, AID and I have a good history of not always agreeing on everything. Uh, and so, yeah, <laughs> and I, I do love to get him, get him riled up. <laughs> Because like like any good fan, uh, there are certain times, Aid, where he's he's got his sabers glasses on. I know we all try to be objective, but there are times uh, when we can each have our. Uh, I have my. I don't know. Jeff's on one of the most time. objective fans I know. I think he's. <laughs> how do you be a sabers fan and and not be objective? <laughs> sabers colored glasses, like they haven't made the. F- well, I mean, what, here's, what here's color are thing. those glasses? You're you're calling me a Flames fan for maybe being all right with the conference final. Aid's all right with not going to the playoffs for an 11th straight year. So I did read the article. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> where does that put you? You got to have Sabres colored glasses to be all right with that. It's true. So, yeah. Uh, <laughs> he says he doesn't get riled up, but uh, all good, all good. You know we love you, Jeff. And uh, we'll get you back on the show soon enough. And if you haven't checked it out. All the punctuation in that post proves how riled up he is. That's right. That's right. And um, (laughs) it's, uh, and uh, so guys, make sure you, um, (laughs) Ryanson, Jack Ryanson says, let's straight dry to Buffalo for Darlene. Um, Takes on. All right. We're off the rails here. We're off the rails. Let's talk about Darlene's the next Carlson. <laughs> yeah. I, you you know, I love the rails for you. I absolutely, I am, I am, um, <laughs> he says he'll sign uh, Leon in 2025. Now, Jeff, come on. You're not, you're starting right, to sound like off. the Maple Leafs. Take, take him off. We don't need that listener. Oh, man. All right. All right. So we got uh, Oilers in February, and then we'll wrap this up. Uh, Oilers are looking at Detroit tomorrow night. And then uh, New York's in town. Uh, The new New York Rangers uh, that have added in Tarasenko. And then Colorado. So they've got got Detroit, you know, which um, actually I thought, you know, despite beating them five to two, look, they look, they got a fast, Team. They look like the kind of yeah. team that might surprise you on any given night. Of course, the Oilers also look poor that night, um, but they need to be taken seriously. Uh, and then uh, New York and Colorado are two two teams that are going to be um, uh, tough tough outs. Uh, and then Philly, uh, which should be a doozy, I think, with the way that one um, with the way that one ended. I'm I'm looking forward to that game. But these these four these four games really scare the shit out of me. Do they? Hey? And uh, and only because you know this is um, hey we're we're tight in the playoff race, right? Uh, even despite you know uh, the uh, the last fifteen games, we're uh, you know we're I think we want to shore up that divisional spot over the wild card spot. You know, Calgary's still what four points back. Yeah, I haven't checked. Today. Yeah, they're four points back. 
which is not a lot. I mean, if they win, you know, they win a couple, we lose a couple over these next four, and it's you know where they're back in the mix. I think this is the time oh, of the like season where you need to five teams. Yeah, yeah, this is the time of season where you need to um, where you need to make you know make your make that stretch right, and you need to shore up that divisional spot. Uh, you got you even you're within the Oilers seem to have a block when it comes to first place in the division. They've had their chances to get there. Uh, it seemed to, you know, always pull out a real poor game when it really matters. Um, but these four games to me, you know, are huge. Not that, you know, the rest of February isn't big. Um, but I just think the timing of these games with where they are in the schedule, you even go 500 in these games and you could see yourself uh, sitting on the uh, precipice of being out of the playoffs. Yeah. Right. I mean, Calgary it's been like 35 years since we've won the division. Has it been that long? Something like that. Yeah. Crazy. What, what scares you most and, or what, you know, are you, or how do you feel about these games coming up? Like. Uh, I have mixed feelings. I'll be at the game tomorrow. Yeah. Um, it's dinner planned with some customers at Braven at the Marriott a little beforehand. So run into some. Uh, media and stuff there generally beforehand. It's pretty fun. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Um, and the Oilers have not won a game with me in attendance this year, so I am a little scared about that one. That said, I think it's going to be a really entertaining game against, uh, you said Philly, I think it'll be Detroit. Uh, it started getting rough towards the end of that game. Kulak has a, a date planned, apparently. So I, I think there'll be a couple of scraps. I think it'll be heated. Um, bringing that road trip momentum and having the home crowd. I think it, it feels like there hasn't been a game in months. <laughs> I don't know. Like, you know, there was such a long break over the all-star break and then we hit this road trip. It just, there's hasn't been a lot of play at home. So I think the crowd's going to be psyched and right into it. And that'll be all right. So it'll see uh, New York. Yeah. I think we'll do okay in these home games. Even though we don't generally do well at home, the Colorado game scares me a little bit, and the Philly game scares me a little bit. So, yeah, the Colorado game. I mean, Colorado obviously is a hell of a team, despite where they're sitting. Um, well, and they're, I mean, they're in a playoff spot as it sits right now. Um, Rangers should be should be a tough matchup too. Uh, yeah, yeah, and if you know, I th- I think there's you know there's some good could come out of these four games and you know obviously if they you know lay some eggs and some real bad shit (laughs) in terms of the standings but if if they can you know take this little stretch and really do something i think they put a the league on notice that this is a team that is going to go for it and then b you got detroit as you said kulak's got a you know a date uh in the detroit game uh, you got uh, Philly, which, you know, I think was, um, I think that was, uh, you know, that could spill over into this game as well. Uh, I, this this is the kind of stretch that really, uh, you know, gels a team, especially mm-hmm. after the bad, what I think is, you know, a bad stretch of play since the All-Star mm-hmm. break. Um, the only downside, I mean, this um, Costin was skating. I think you need him in the lineup in terms of, um, of toughness, uh, Drysaddle and Kane 
uh, were both off the ice today. Uh, and in terms of Oilers history, you don't know if that's legit flu. I mean, and um, Durst is saying, you know, both maintenance days, different stories on them from flu bug to upper body injury for dry. Um, and that's, you know, that's the Oilers. Like, you know, a guy has a maintenance day and then tomorrow he's announced as IR, right? <laughs> you know, um, so you, we just don't know. I, I, and I think that's every team in the NHL now anyway. It's not just the Oilers that are like that. So uh, there's some parts of this that, that are concerning, but I think if the Oilers can, um, if they've got everybody healthy that comes into these games, uh, they play mean and tough, which I can't believe we're saying that about the Oilers because at the beginning of the season, I'd say this was not the team that I thought we had, right? But you add in DeHarnay, you add in Kane, you add in Costin, and you've got some big guys that can finally uh, do some damage, right? And and uh, Drysaddle, you can add him to that mix, right? Like he's he's a nasty player, right? Um, but if any of those guys are out, DeHarnay's obviously, I think, in. But if any of those guys are out, that changes the dynamic of his team, uh, you know, a fair bit. Uh, so it scares me. These four games scare me. Uh, but if you can get out of out, out of February uh, in a playoff spot, I think this team's this team's this team's cooking, right? Uh-huh. Um, I th- I think the team's going to be there. I think, um, and over the next little while, though, uh, this is um, this is the key stretch. Uh, you know, I, I, the only thing, you know, as I said, it'd be, um, who's healthy and who's not, uh, but I, uh, so let's, let's break this down. There's, um, seven games left in February. Uh, at last week we were all pretty close. I think you said three Oh and one for those four games leading up. Um, I said, uh, three, one and Oh. You know, we were all pretty darn close. I think uh, Morris yeah. said three zero and one as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah and, it's, and and um, you know exactly as we thought. You know, the um, Oilers were likely to lose one of the two matinees, uh, and they and they did. They did just that. So let's uh, break down these four, uh, and then we'll do the post game against Philly. Whether you're on with me or not, we'll see who's on. But um, if I had to guess, uh, and I would say I think the Oilers will beat Detroit and I uh-huh. think they'll beat New York uh-huh. uh, and they'll lose one of the, I think it's another three and one stretch for me. I think they'll lose either Colorado or Philly. One of those they'll, you know, Colorado would probably be the more likely of the two. I think if they were to lose, but um, I think the Oilers can come out of this uh, four game stretch three and one. Your thoughts? I'll go two, one, and one, just like the last four. I think uh, I think we'll beat Detroit. New York's a coin toss for me. Maybe I'll call the Rangers an overtime loss. Colorado's yep. a loss. Philly's a win. Yeah, uh, Philly. I think I think they'll beat Philly this time for sure, and I think they'll um, they'll beat Detroit again. I. I I think that Detroit game, despite it being 5-2, was a lot closer than a 5-2 score. It was, yeah. Oh, for sure. And um, We just didn't start playing until the second period. Yeah. And I think that's good, right, for the Oilers to play these teams, you know, in Philly and, and in Detroit and then 
you know, they're now they're coming back home. They're going to look at these guys and not maybe not take it for granted that they're, you know, this is a scheduled win, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I hope they change their outlook. A lot yep. depends on what we hear. Uh, Glenn Maud's listening in. He said um, Kane was visiting Alexander First Nation today, so I don't think it's injury-related for him missing practice today. Uh, in, in, there's no doubt Kane probably needs maintenance days more than anybody. Uh, dropping the gloves there. That's pretty good. Pretty good little scrap. I can't believe he's um, he's even playing today, let alone scrapping today. Yeah, uh, taking face-offs without risk. Like, yeah, yeah. Uh, all right. I think you know we've pretty much covered everything. Anything? Uh, anything we've missed? I don't think so. Well, that's, that's not a bad show. We're well over an hour, which we always say. I, I think before we started, I said, let's try to keep it to 45 minutes today. So being a half hour over, that's not uh, not so bad. And what did I say? Yeah. <laughs> I said, name no. me a conversation that you and I have ever kept under an hour. Yeah, exactly. Uh, look, I want to um, say thank you to everybody that's uh, tuned in tonight. Um, the uh, YouTube conversation was great. Uh, usual suspects and some new ones uh, in the mix was good. Uh, thanks for tuning in on Twitter. I saw lots of people uh, varying times on Twitter tonight. Uh, and, uh, of course, we're on Twitch um, and uh, Facebook Live. Uh, so thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Really appreciate that. Um, again, and, and you'll see on my uh, Twitter timeline uh, notes about um, the Sexual Assault Center of Edmonton, some awareness tweets if you if you can, I ask you to please uh, retweet those, like them, uh, do that. I think awareness is is key to this, the challenges that people are facing um, as far as uh, sexual assault goes. Uh, and there's more to it. The definition of sexual assault um, has changed drastically over the years, uh, includes a number of different things. So check that out. Uh, check the tweets out. Read them. Don't just retweet and like them. Uh, read the articles in that. I, it's been eye-opening. It's pretty for me. staggering statistics in there. It is, yeah. And there's there's lots to know, um, you know. But I think that's a big part of it. Of course, that's who we're um, uh, promoting or um, fundraising for for the Heavy Hockey Showdown, which is on March fourth in Edmonton. And uh, still, lots of tickets for the after party. Well, not lots, but there are a few tickets left for the after party and watch party, which is going to be at uh, first round downtown uh, starting at about 4.30. Uh, we're going to watch the um, Jets versus the Oilers and lots of great silent auction items uh, up. Um, Dash uh, with his best buddy, Leon Dreisettle, got a signed uh, Leon Dreisettle jersey. We've got um, care of Oilers Nation, great guys over there. Uh, gave us a signed uh, Darnell Nurse jersey, which is awesome. Uh, yeah, and um, um, Slavo, uh, the uh, sculpture uh, guy around Edmonton, he's donated some jewelry. There's wine baskets. There's uh, Sherwood Park Crusaders season tickets uh, in that mix. Um, there's, I you know, there's so many different little things. There's a canoe uh, canoe trip. Um, in there, I'm going to, you know, miss a whole bunch of things. But anyway, all of that to say is, um, which is never a big surprise, uh, Edmonton and uh, Oilers fans have uh, come out to uh, really support this. We're at about, I want to say we're at about $6,000 raised already, which is not too bad. There's 18 days left uh, to go. So I think we can make that 10000 
uh, cash up before the game. And um, so what you, if you want to know how to donate, um, you can either do the, um, the uh, code, QR code up in the top left, or <laughs> thank you. Or you can uh, just go to CanadaHelps.com uh, or .org, I think it is, and uh, go find a fundraiser, type in heavy hockey, pick your favorite player, and then, uh, and then hit the donate button, do five, 10, 15, $25, whatever, do a thousand dollars. If you're, if you got it in your budget, it would be great. Uh, do that. That's great. Um, and go from there. And, uh, we still got two player spots left. I know dash, you had a couple of folks that were interested. Maybe you get those filled soon. Um, but we got a couple of player spots. We did the draft. So if you're, if you're playing and you don't know where you're uh, playing at, which team you're on, then uh, you can reach out to me at Oilers Live on Twitter. Now, as I do every week, and you know what? I got Dash on every week, it seems. I mean, this is like, this is becoming uh, the part, the segment of my show, which I've, uh, I'm starting to regret the most. Uh, I, um, I let my guest uh, have the last word. And I uh, put myself on mute. So thanks again, everybody, for tuning in. Check out heavyhockey.com. Lots of great articles. Follow me on Twitter at Oilers Live or on Instagram at Oilers Live. Follow Dash on Twitter at Dash in the Park. Thanks. Have a great night. Dash, you are up, sir. Thanks, buddy. Appreciate this platform as always. Having me... Uh the ear of uh, of the boss and the head honcho at heavy hockey who's uh you know always so humble and coy that he's forgot to mention in all of this that you know the episode of hockey news money and power comes out and he hasn't even told anybody that in the broadcaster category he makes 15th 15th right there with cassie campbell and kelly rudy just fitting Congratulations, Michael. I just wanted to take this time to, you know, bring a little bit of love to the heavy hockey team and make sure everybody knew that you're getting your props out there, right? We got Lotsburg basically is our magic eight ball and Friesen is uh, getting retweeted by Sportsnet every couple of days and you're getting upper deck cards and covers of money and power and big things at heavy hockey here, big things. So thanks for having me on as always, buddy. Congratulations on the magazine. Uh, really proud of you. Um, thanks as always for the time and chatting hockey. You know that uh, you are my favorite person to chat hockey with. And uh, with that, thank you, everybody. Oilers Live.